two librarians from opposing fandoms conquer the world of comics and manga. I'm Angela, and Kelly is still sadly pregnant and disgusting. So I brought in another librarian to help fill the gap. Hi, Heather. Hi. Heather, you have the unfortunate pleasure of sitting next to me at work now. This is very true. You're like my new Kelly, but less pregnant and less gross. Uh, yeah, at least for now. Oh, God. Uh. Oh. Babies, don't, don't need them in my life. Don't want them in my workplace. Um, so I brought you in to talk comics. Will you tell everybody why you comic? Um, I comic for a lot of reasons. I was an art person, so I really like artwork. So, like, image stuff is really, I don't know, I like that way of storytelling. How funny, because you're a librarian, so your failed art degree led to librarianship. Yes. Yeah, it really, well, wasn't a, I successfully got an art degree. It was my failed attempt at being an art teacher. <laughs> oh, or an artist in general. Yes. That part failed miserably. I passed art school. Like, that I was able to not fail. But then I went to the real world. And people were like, what's art? Is your art degree like my history degree? Like, you, like, draw three skeletons and you paint a blue picture. And then they're like, oh, we didn't care. Here's your degree. Yes. Awesome. Very much so. And I was, like, art ed major. So it was, like, even, like, the art kids were like, no one, you're not real art students. Wow. Art yeah. ed shade. Yeah. It's a very, like... <laughs> minuscule amount like only four people are gonna get this like reference of like art school kids versus art ed kids yeah that's <laughs> terrible it's a very I, niche market learn something new about yeah actually how much shittier your degree is than i thought it was beforehand it's an art degree with an ed minor yeah that doesn't make it yeah, sound no, better not, not at better. all no. uh-uh. okay so art drew you to comic books yeah did you read comic books a lot as a kid no so oh. my brothers had them, and I would, like, sneak up. I had two brothers, and they, like, shared a room, and I would, like, sneak up into their room when they were gone, and I would, like, rifle through their comics and read them. But, like, I didn't know. I was just grabbing comics. So, like, it was a single-issue comic of, like, X-Men. And I'd be like, cool, I have no idea what's happening. I just think, you know, like, some of these guys are hot. I'll read them. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's actually really, really terrible because, like, you, the naughtiest thing you did was, like, I snuck in and read X-Men. Yeah. Which people would probably judge as naughty, but. No. And then I do remember reading Death of Superman. That was, like, my brother got a really, like, my uncle bought him, like, one of the collector editions. Oh, yeah. Like, it came with a black armband. And, oh. Like, the poster of, like, all of the, like, whole, co- you know, comic universe, like, at his funeral. And I was like, they killed Superman. What? And then, you know, a couple months later when they got, like, new Superman, he was all weird. Yeah. He was, like, not real Superman. And I was like, this is terrible. Death of Superman is one of my favorite books. I mean, I cried like a little baby girl. It's really sad. Like, you know, Lois is, like, over him and the rubble. Yeah. Like, holding him, crying. And you're like, they really killed him. And then, you know, before I knew, they could just bring him back. Yeah. I think we all were like, what the fuck? Um, I like that that little bitch Jimmy Olsen's, like, taking photos like, yeah, Lois like, is, like, crying and holding her dead, broken They're husband. like, this will sell papers. And he's like, click, click, click. I got you, boo. It's literal clickbait. Yeah. Oh. oh. That was a good one. Masterful. Masterful, Heather. So you were naughty, and uh, the thing that you did was sneak in and read single-issue comics from yeah. your brother's room. Yeah, that was not apparently allowed to read. Wow. I don't know. Like, my one brother was, I think it was my older brother's comic book collection. And so he was allowed to have them. Pretty sure my younger brother read them as well. But, like, my mom was just like, no, not for you. Wow. So was this because you were a girl and you lived in Ohio? Or is this, like, what is this reasoning behind? I don't know. Probably. Oh. Who knows? Do they think maybe all the muscled 90s characters would, like, send you into puberty too soon? Or, like, the scantily clad women. They'd be like, oh, she's going to think that that's how you should dress. Like fly around in skin tight cat yeah. suits. 
I love that that's where yours went. My father encouraged it and I became a lesbian. So I feel like maybe he should have banned me from the tight skin suits and I would have not have been a lesbian. Wow. Um, Okay, so you have a failed art degree. You um, snuck into reading comic books. And then where do you go from there? Like, how do you you get into comics? Where are you from there to now? I can't even remember, like, the first, when I started reading, like, comics, like, for reals and not just, like, hiding in my brother's bedroom waiting till I heard them coming into the house and freaking out and running downstairs. Um, I don't know. I think it was sometime in college, just started reading, like, like, I started reading Sandman because I liked Neil Gaiman. And so ah. I was like, started reading Sandman because I was like, this seems interesting. And that, that got weird. Oh. But I really like Sandman. It's like a weird, have you ever read Sandman? It's super, no. it's super weird and dark. I ended up having Sandman quote at my wedding, but you know, it's fine. Wow. Sandman is on my classics to read for this year. It so. a, takes a real dark, it's a weird, I mean, it's Neil Gaiman. He's weird. Yeah. But so I started reading those and I read a lot of like literary comics, I guess, like more. I don't know what the term is. Literary comics. Who knows? Yeah, we call them trash for yeah. the most part. Yeah, they're just like... Uh, the trash. Like, here's my memoir. Like, comic books that everyone's like, oh, these are accessible to read as, like, actual books. Uh, we call those mouse. You, Everyone's like, I've read mouse. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're allowed to read. So, um, I started reading those, and then, I mean, I liked watching, like, I watched, as a kid, I watched, like, I watched X-Men. I watched, like, all the comic book shows. I just so I was like, I'm gonna read these. I'm gonna like try to read comic books, and then I realized that I was fucked because. <laughs> Why, Heather? Why were you fucked? If you tried to figure out how Starry starts in Marvel <laughs> or DC, and you're like, and try to go to a comic book store that's full of dudes who are like, so let me tell you about how the whole history of Marvel is. I think it's hilarious. We often talk about how um, it's so much easier for someone to read manga because it starts at one. And keeps going and how fucked everything is um but you do read comics though yeah i mean I do. you that didn't dissuade you the male industry uh the typical douchey heavyweight my shirt doesn't fit comic book guy explaining to you the history of superman like you're an idiot like yeah, mansplaining the comics yeah. yeah did not dissuade you though from reading comics no because i was like i work at a, you know at this point too i was working at a library and it's like you you know need to be able to like be able to point people in the direction of books as well. And I was like, I'd like to enjoy them and read them and also be able to help people. So, Ah, okay. So you got into comic books to help people. That seems like a more noble goal. Well, I think I tried to do DC and Marvel more because I was like, this is interesting. I don't know enough about it. I should read more, like, just as, like, a way to, like, I was ordering them. I need to know about them if I was going to, like, order, trying to order DC and Marvel. But also, like, I started reading them and I liked them. And I was like, I will spend the time and the energy to figure out where in this clusterfuck is supposed to start if I want to, like, read about Thor. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the hard parts, right? Like, how do you even, as a librarian, someone comes up to you and says, cool, I now want to read Miles Morales. You're or, like, good luck. I want to read Aquaman. <laughs> You're like, what reboot do you want to start with? Yes. So how do you balance that act of, like, I know that it's fucked, but people also now want to read Black Panther. Yeah. I mean, I think... People who are like, I watched the movie, I read, like, Black Panther. If you try and be like, well, you should start the original issue. It's like, give them the newest one and the newest storyline that will, like, be closest to what they've seen in the movie or, like, what they, the canon they're used to. So that way, if they've missed certain things, it's like, most of it's there and they can read it. And then if they really get into it, then they can start to, like, nerd out and do the research and, like... Yeah, go back to 1970s Black Panther, which was probably mildly racist, but... I mean, it's 
probably less than mildly. It's probably full of racism. Full of racism. Um, So you have become a Marvel girl. Why uh, Marvel? I liked Marvel because when I was trying to get into it, this is when Marvel was making this big push to, like, do diversity before, like, a year later. They were like, never mind, we fucked up. We shouldn't have tried to be diverse. (laughs) Fuck diversity. And I was like, cool, I just started to like you now. Um, I was starting, I mean, I didn't want to read all dudes. So it's just like, oh, reading about a bunch of, like, I don't want to read Batman. I don't want to read Superman. Like, but I really liked, I started reading Mighty Thor, which I really, really liked. And so then there was, like, Mighty Thor, for those who don't know, is like uh, often called Chick Thor. Yeah, female Thor. Yeah, they make some really great. I forget in the first issue they make some really good. Like they're trying to come up with names for her, the other Avengers, for like what they're gonna call her. And there's some really hilarious, like things that they come up to call her instead of female Thor. But it's like Thor with boobs. No, yeah. no, no, no. Inappropriate nowadays. Uh, yeah. No, you're not allowed to call her that. Thor with long hair. No, no, the other one had long hair. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> it's like, um. Less whiny Thor. No. Less whiny Thor. Hotter Thor, in my opinion, quite yeah. frankly. But that's fine. Um, so you were... It's funny. The last podcast I did, I was talking about how um, I wanted to give people Marvel in DC that wasn't a cop-out. Something that they could find in canon. And yeah. so uh, what I didn't talk about was probably the Marvel that you jumped in on, which is like Mighty Thor, right? Yeah. And Squirrel Girl and Miss Marvel. Yeah. So what did you... What, what drew you into those other than like they're not big beefy dudes? I mean, they're, like, I think Ms. Marvel, too. Like, I started reading Ms. Marvel. Um, it's a teenager. I'm working with teens. So it's, like, kind of an interesting thing. And it was, like, it felt like they, those ones, which are, like, Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl, why they, like, kind of touch into other Marvel characters, they're kind of in the background where their focus is on their story. You're not, you don't have to know the whole Marvel universe to read Squirrel Girl. You don't need to know it to read Ms. Marvel. Like, you get introduced to it pretty easily. And then they slowly kind of bring in, like, Oh, she runs into Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel, like, a couple issues in. So it wasn't, like, I need to know the whole back history of, like, Thor or, like, Superman. Like, he's been reincarnated 12 times now and, Mm -hmm. like, all the different things. And, like, fuck trying to read Batman. There's, like, 17 different versions of Batman right now. Yeah, all going on at the same exact time. They're like, cool, which Batman would you like? Because... Here they all are. It's like It's like going to the grocery store and you just like want some peanut butter and there's like 35 different kinds. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, just give me peanut butter. So it's like, I felt like when they were trying to like start the female like superheroes, they kept it like, we're introducing you to this new character. And so you're at the beginning of their story arc instead of like, I have to now know 30 years of back history about blah, blah, blah. And there's all these offshoots of it, which now they're starting to do that, but that's a whole nother. Right, which is really hard. You're trying to, like, find your balance of where the story is and not be overwhelmed by all of this, like, bullshit canon stuff that's been 50 years in the making. You're like, I I, I love Squirrel Girl because she'll pull out a trading card and she'll be like, cool, who's Galactus? And then she'll read who Galactus is on the trading <laughs> There's card. There's like, this is for people who don't know. Here you go. And it's, yeah. like, snarky and funny instead of being like, oh, you don't know these things. You're such an idiot. Like, let's mansplain who like yeah. who this villain is to you. When I was a kid reading, they wouldn't even have that. There would be an asterisk, and it would be like, see Spider-Man 402, or see Batman 12. And you're like, I. it's literally being like, no, you don't know this shit. Go back and read issue 12. Like, terrible footnotes. Yes, like, they were terrible footnotes. Like, who, when you're reading a book and it has a footnote, 
is like going to go check that other book. You're yeah. not. So like, I'm not going to go to the comic book store and dig through their back volumes and be like, I need this issue because I need to understand this reference. <laughs> yes, I must get what volume. Where's this alligator man's backstory? Ah, yes. 45 years ago, they made that reference. Um, we were joking offline about uh, Gwenpool and Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Poor Gwen. Poor Gwen. So Gwen Stacy, who, uh, if you haven't seen the movies or if you haven't read the comic books, is Peter Parker's first true love that's not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. And... Uh, they cannot give her an original name to save their lives. Like, no, they do her dirty. They do her dirty all the time. It's always like Gwen blank. Gwen this one. This is You know it's a knockoff of. <laughs> it's very original. Like really, they yeah. worked really hard in the naming process. Yes, it's like female Thor. We're just I feel like, like they put job. in filler names. So like be later they're going to like change that. And mm-hmm. then they're just like got to the end of it and they're like, oh, why bother? They're like, there's no point. We'll just leave it. Somebody just didn't erase and fill in the real name. No. Spider-Gwen's real name was going to be like Melissa Hogan. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, we stuck No, people Gwen. won't know what she is. No, no, no. Erase she's it. in a spider costume. No, no. They no, won't no. get it. They mm-hmm. won't. No. No. And she's a woman, so we have to then put Gwen in her name. Yes. So that people know. It's a girl. Yes. Because we are idiots. It's like mansplaining through these characters' names. A little bit. Okay. And we're like, can you please make more, please? You're like, this is great. Um, so that sounds like a really great reasoning of like why you got into Marvel. Uh, there are other books. I mean, Marvel went through this whole thing where, they're, as you said, diversity, yay, and then diversity, boo. <laughs> they're like, oh, no, we made a mistake. <laughs> what will our men think? They got so mad at us. So I feel mad. like they got trolled online, and they were just like immediately like deleting all their tweets, and they're like, no. <laughs> it's very thin-skinned of Marvel, actually. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, yes, we understand. Women know. Like, oh, no, no. We realize that the guys living in the basement who are buying all these comics need, they will, they will desert us. Yes. What will they be left with? They were also like, but we named it Gwenpool. So for you, so you knew it was a woman, so you wouldn't so, buy so it. So you wouldn't have to read it. Yes. Um, speaking of which, you had mentioned um, Patty Walker, Hellcat, and Mockingbird. Yeah. Which uh, <laughs> they made them and they quickly killed them. But which you loved. I liked them. They yeah. were fun and snarky. Like, Mockingbird is one of my all-time favorites. She's just, like, doesn't give a shit. And it's, like, reverse sexism in the book through the whole thing. Her ex-husband constantly appears in nothing but his underwear. And she's just always, like, using him for sex. And, like, it's great. It's, like, finally. And she makes a tampon joke, which I really appreciate about joking about just, like, being a woman. And she's snarky and hilarious. And they gave her two volumes. That's kind of sad, isn't it? Like, all of these books, at some point, you kind of think were on the chopping block. I I would think that at some point they tried to cancel Squirrel Girl, and they were like, fuck, she's making too much money. Oh, I'm so shocked Ms. Marvel made it. Yes. I think they're like, oh, it'll look racist if we chop it, because it's the, like, only Muslim-American, like, comic book hero we have. (laughs) It's going to look real bad. We'll we'll keep that one to the chopping block to last. last. Right. We'll kill the feminist one first. Yes. And Mighty Thor, like, her book's over. I she's think into, yeah, she's, she's into Thor now. Yeah, uh, it's Thor is back as the mighty Thor. Um, so you're missing a lot of these leading ladies in what Marvel does. Does how does that like? Does it make you excited that they tried, or do, are you less inclined to now read uh, mainstream Marvel books? I mean, I mean, I'm happy they tried, but I'm like pissed off because I feel like it was like they kind of like gave it a little bit of a try, but they like didn't give it time. Like you can't just suddenly expect after years and years of not writing female characters that you like. 
we made some for you. And then you're like, you're not reading them? Why are you not immediately reading them? It's like you spent years making it not a friendly place for women to come into and then gave it like two years and then you're like, oh, fuck, they're not going to read it. We done. <laughs> like, yeah. So in a way it was insulting. They immediately expected us as soon as they like threw us a bone that we would all like go running after it and be like, give us everything. Yeah. And like not actually putting forth effort. The, the other fun part is that by the time you get volume two of Mockingbird, it's dead. Yeah. It's been dead like five months ago. Yeah, because, you know, you're buying it as a volume and, like, not as a single issue. And you're like, cool, I just bought this. And there's reading it knowing there's not going to be any more. And I think they, like, didn't even tell, like, I don't know how. I remember reading, like, Ch- Chelsea Kane who writes it, who, like, it was her first kind of, going into comics because she writes like horrible like not horrible I think they're horrible because I can't read them she writes like crime mysteries with tons of violence and so she wrote Mockingbird and I just remember she said like they didn't give her a lot of warning that they were cutting off Mockingbird oh no so it doesn't even like it doesn't really even like nicely end like it's all like yeah so you mentioned you don't like uh which is one of my favorite things you don't like horror Violence, no. no. Blood, gore, all the things. Do you think that this line of Marvel comics appeals to you because it isn't like I have to beat your face in and rip off your skin kind of thing? Or or do you think it's something else that these books resonate with you? I mean, I like a really good, I think a lot of them have really good, like, snarky humor, which I really enjoy. Like, Mm -hmm. Squirrel Girl is, like, super hilarious and very funny and just doesn't take itself seriously. I mean, I don't mind violence in comics. It doesn't bother me. Mm. It's comic book violence. It's not like... No, it's not that bad, but... Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, because we talk about sometimes how comic books are one of the mediums where a parent or a teen can open up a book and immediately self-censor themselves. Like, uh, somebody's getting a blowjob. Cool, I'm going to put that down. Whereas, like, you can pick up the raunchiest Cassandra Clare book and be like... You read three lines and you don't know that at some point. At some point, there's some shit happening. <laughs> somebody's getting it in the ass at some point. Um, so that's interesting that you find that the violence maybe is less in graphic novels than, say, a book. I don't, I mean, I guess it's because they go into great detail sometimes in certain books. So mm-hmm. they'll just like spend like an entire like page describing like how they find a, like a bloody crime scene with like someone's, you know face ripped off or something disgusting I'm like no cool I think in Chelsea Kane there's a scene where there's like a toilet full of eyeballs oh and like that's just not an image I can get out of my head like <laughs> it's still scarring you to this day still, like I still see that I mean no no um so in comic books it's just like you're in an imaginary like it's superheroes so you're just like I think if it was realistic like I could not read like a realistic comic with tons of violence I think that wasn't like fantasy or like because you're out of your, like, mm. the real world. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You're already setting yourself up to be in an imaginary world. Whereas, yeah. like, if you pick up a graphic memoir and you're, like... It's just gratuitous violence. I'm going to be like, no, thank you. No, thank you. This happened in real life. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine. Not, I'm not someone who's, like, perusing the true crime section. I'm, I'm <laughs> cool. I'm like, no. No, that's not for me. Um, so I want to jump into, because we touched on it a little bit, as a librarian... How the direct market fucks your life up. So, it's the worst. What do you hate? <laughs> Tell me why you what? hate the direct market. It's Jump t- on this bandwagon that I think every librarian lives it's, on. Well, I mean, first of all, like, you're trying to, you, you have to wait, like, you'll hear about a comic, but it's like, oh, issue one just came out, and it's going to be like six months before they put it into a volume, and then you pre-order it, because it usually will come out to pre-order 
like six months in advance or something. So it's like not too long after they've started making the first few issues. You pre-order it. You're like on this bandwagon to buy this book. You're purchasing it. It comes in and then like you get it and then they're like, oh, we've now canceled it. So like volume two is going to be the last one. And so you're like, cool. I just spent money on a single volume that I was going to like, that I've like talked up to people and they get it. And now I'm like, oh, never, don't get too invested. <laughs> There's nothing left after this. We were just talking about Our Boss Recommended, which is kind of an uh, interesting book that she recommended to you. Um, heavy Vinyl. Heavy yeah. Vinyl. Um, or as it was originally called, Hi-Fi Fight Club, until they got into legal trouble. <laughs> uh, they got sued. Um, and so then it became Heavy Vinyl. Um, and, and I talked about that book being issues. You'll read that book and you'll get one to a point where you realize it's coming to an end. And then they have to hurry up and end it. <laughs> You're like, thanks. And you're like, no. And I told you that it's only one volume. And while it wraps itself up, do you want to make the emotional investment to now read it? Yeah, it's like, why? Why am I going to spend the time to read this and like characters and then be like, cool, there's nothing left for me? Yeah, you're like... And comics are so short to begin with Mm -hmm. that like two volumes is usually like when you start to like decide, like by volume two, I was like, I really like Mockingbird. This is really fun and snarky. And like, I've now gotten to know her as a character. I'm excited for the rest of them. And then you're like, oh, there's no more. Yeah. It's not like... A book where they made like two big volumes of it and you're like oh I got a lot out of it mm-hmm. it's fine but like with comics they're so short to begin with it's like you don't it takes a while for you to get into stuff and then when they kill it off it's like well that's great yeah there's no sort of end point for it. you're like but I wanted more it's not like so I know that you read Giant Days yeah and the nice part about that is it is a female driven cast but has made it yeah, seven, eight volumes down where you can, like, be really invested in these girls' lives. Yeah. They've done a whole, like, they have character arcs. There's, like, things that have happened to them. There's just, like, a ton of stuff that's been, like, that they've gone through. And, like, you get to, like, grow with them instead of being, like, you get two issues. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which is really different. So, you don't read manga. No. So, everybody who's on here, just know that I read more manga than Heather does. In fact, <gasps> let me put this out there, Kelly. I am the manga person at our library. People call me for manga recommendations, and I lie all the time about knowing my shit. Oh, you just put the secret out on the internet. I'm no longer asking you for help. That's it. Everyone's getting orange. (laughs) So Heather has read exactly three mangas. Not three mangas this year. I haven't read a single manga this year. Three mangas, period. So averages a manga every 12 years. Um, yeah, I'm doing really well. Doing real good. And I, I read all of them last year. <laughs> hey, that's a good average. Now, now you just like all this to read four manga this year. Four manga. If you read one more manga and you get to five or you get to four, I'll be happy with it. So good. Um, so you've read Orange. Yeah. And then, then it just drops off. It's like, yeah, that was it. Now, yeah, I read Orange, volume one. I fed volume two at my house for like three months. Oh my gosh. And then I read My Brother's Husband. And I think, and I read both those volumes. So. Oh, so okay. That counts. Okay. <laughs> those are big mangas. Those are big mangas. That's right. Those are also mangas that people are like, who don't read manga, read. Read. So you've read. What? <laughs> Miriam, our other coworker, who's like, what's a comic book? Read that. Was like, hey, hey, don't manga shame me. It's too late. You're on a podcast about manga and comics. Oh, shit. One of us has to get shamed, and normally it's me getting shamed. Okay. Um, what is it about manga that is less interesting? Like, why have you only read three? What's the dealio? 
there's a I think there's a lot there's a lot why I don't like manga um I mean and, and more of it I've started to change a little bit but a lot of it was like I can't I have a hard time with the format like I just get very confused trying to follow which is a really stupid thing like if they gave a direction how to read it and like my brain just is like it's old it's like there's too much information in here we can't squeeze in how to read manga Heather you're just Wow. It's like we refuse to learn how to read appropriately. Yeah, no, we're just not going to. So I struggle a lot of times with just the format of it, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, I really don't like manga art. It's like my big thing. Oh, wow. And so from like a visual person who reads comics, like as an art person, it's really, black and white is just not thrilling to me. Oh my God, yes. So I think my, my problem is like, if, but even when I read, like Orange is a good storyline and I liked it, but I even have a hard time like identifying characters because there's like, in black and white, it's, like, they're very minimal detail. It's, like, everyone looks the same. So it's not, like, beautifully drawn. It's not – to me, that's not enticing. And then I think a lot of times when people handed me manga, it was so much fan service that I was, like, cool. She literally can't stand up with those boobs. Like, yeah. How does her skirt somehow cover her ass? It doesn't work. So, like, a lot of it was just, like, I think I was given the wrong manga. So I was, like, this is just a lot of, like – yeah. I mean, I'm not reading Monster Musée. It's, like, not happening. No, 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 no. no. Talk about books you accidentally order for your teen section. Oh, tentacles and boobs. <laughs> oh, no. That's such a fascinating way to look at maybe some of the issues that prevent uh, Americans, especially American librarians, from understanding what manga is. Because you've talked about a lot of things that I had an issue with, of, like, it's in black and white. Everybody looks the same. Where are the backgrounds? This art's not pretty. Yeah. Um, and then there's all of those things where you're like, that barrier to entry is very similar to manga readers who are like, I don't know where the fuck to start. There's way too many goddamn colors. Why yeah. is it so expensive? What the fuck is a comic book shop? Yeah. Why do I need to know like all of these like different universes to like engage in this comic? Yeah. Which is funny that I was like willing to engage, like willing to go over all those hurdles for American comics, but not for manga. I think it's because I just feel dumb. Like I'm like, I can't read this. And I like put it down. Like <laughs> I have a freaking master's degree and I read all the time and I can't read a manga. And I'm like, I feel like an idiot. I'm like 36 years old and I can't read a manga. And meanwhile, there's like an eight year old who reads like 12 mangas a night. And yeah. Like, coming to me asking me for manga rocks and I'm like cool I don't know (laughs) how would you like to read orange have you heard of Naruto (laughs) (laughs) I've heard bleach is good oh man that's one of the things like at least manga has a diversity of artists I feel like there are more women who are involved yeah in manga they're mangakas they're very well respected full metal alchemist is written by a woman and what do you think about the fact that American comic books are such a boys' club. I mean, it's, like, very typical America. <laughs> like, everything's a boys' club. We can't like, have anything nice. We can't have everything nice. It's, like, and if it is, I mean, you look at anything that's more women-dominated, like, chick lit. It gets called chick lit. Like. Yeah. And then the funny part about that is, like, Nicholas Sparks is, like, the king of chick lit. Yeah, and so he's like, a dude. Even, he's a dude. So like, <laughs> even the thing that's literally, like, named after women, it's, like, some dude does it better. And, like, YA fiction is mainly women writers, but, like, John Green is, like, at the top of the the YA game, YA game. So it's like not surprising that like comic books run by boys. Yeah, even all the Marvel titles you yeah. listed off. How They're, many of those were women? Like I think three. Oh man, if that. I well, Miss Marvel now has a male artist or a male writer that's yeah. coming up because Wilson's not writing anymore. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, ah. 
Yeah, so many of them are all dude writers. It doesn't, it's yeah. weird, right? Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of, and they're young women, so they're writing like from the perspective of like, they're supposed to be a young woman. Yeah, you're tapping into your inner 15 year old woman. Yes. As you write. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I know what menstruation <laughs> is like. Let me tell you a period. Yeah, and that's why it probably explains all of their outfits. Oh, yes, very, very apt to say. Um, and why none of them have their hair in a ponytail or a top knot when they're fighting crime. I know. How are they running around with their hair just all over the place? No. One single strand of hair gets in my eyes, ruins my whole day. I'm like, oh. I mean, oh. like, literally all of them should have failed at their crime fighting because they would have gotten taken out by, like, the villain because they're like, your hair's in the way. And they're, like, eating it. And they're like, yeah. do you have, like, a rubber band I can borrow? Excuse me. I want that one scene in the comic book where you, like, get punched through a wall. And that's not the part that hurts. It's the, all the hair in your mouth yeah. that's been swaying around. So then you have to, you're, like, spitting out your own hair and pushing it out of your face while they then punch you again. Yeah. Just like, wait a second. <laughs> so Marvel DC, we often write as very much a boys club. And even these titles, like seem to be written by men, but for women-ish? I don't know. Who's it for? Who's this audience? <laughs> like, progressive men reading comics. I read, a, I read a book with a lady in it. That's right. They're the ones with the, no offense, the ones with the shirts that are like, I'm with her. <laughs> yeah. You're like, cool. cool. Awesome. Okay. That works out. Yeah. Um, the future of Marvel is very interesting because you've been reading Marvel Rising. Trying to. Trying to. And this whole thing, I've, I wanted to talk about books or talk around books that were very easy. You could get Squirrel Girl at Volume 1. Um, for those who don't know where to jump in, then you could try and get, like, um, even Giant Days or Mockingbird or Patsy Cline. You, volume 1. Start yeah. here. Go. Um, when we look at Marvel Rising, how do you feel? Because this is supposed to be the jumping in point. This is like, hey, everybody, get on board. Let's do the thing. It's not. It's so confusing. I read comics now and, like, mm-hmm. understand them. And I, like, they have them. There's, like, Marvel Rising, number one. And then there's, like, Alpha Rising, number one. But they're, like, part of the same series. And then I think there's a zero. No. No. It's, like, <laughs> I'm, like, wait. No, I don't. And I'm, like, you're at the comic book shop, like, trying to, like, buy your single issue comics. And, like, opening them to be, like, no, they're not the same comic. They're both number ones. I don't. And then they're like, don't forget to, like, finish this in this number one of this comic where it ends. And I'm like, why couldn't you have it just be one, two, three? Ugh. Why? So Marvel Rising, I feel like, is going to <clears throat> not do well. No. And I don't I don't think it's going to come out in, like, a full volume or anything. Like, all, like I don't think it'll... They're not going to put it in, like, a volume one with all of them in it. They might. I would be shocked if they didn't once the, like, I, Squirrel Girl's getting her own TV show... And That's true. I think that with maybe some of the other staff and maybe how the Captain Marvel movie does, they might be like, here's one for you uh, ladies. Yes. You watched Wonder Woman. You watched. Here you go. Here's a single book that we've already canceled, so don't worry about it. Yeah, don't get too invested. Um, the last piece that I want to talk about about the future, future of uh, comic books is they are reaching, there's a whole new thought of if we bring a big name YA author... And we put them behind the wheel of a comic book. Will it sell? Will it sell? Will teenagers then say, hey, this is where I want to go? Will this... And I'm not... I think Mariko Tamaki, who was writing Supergirl, like, she's an exception to the whole thing. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, mostly prose authors 
who are now going to start. And I think they're coming out in the next month or two. We're going to start seeing the prose authors who are writing um, all of these books pop up. What is your thought on how that's going to work with with teens? I don't know. Like, it's interesting because they also did that. Like, they gave, they. I think they were, like, putting their toe in the water with when they started doing, like, prose novels that were comic books mm-hmm. with big YA authors. So, like, Sarah Mass wrote Catwoman and, like, I'm trying to think of who else got, like, I forgot Leah Barduga did, like, oh, yeah. Wonder Woman. And who did, someone did Batman, Major- no, not Lou. Lou. Marie Lou did Batman, Marie I think. Lou did Batman, And they're yeah. doing, like, Matt De La Pena is doing Superman. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, and they kind of circulated pretty well for the most part. I think they started, like, they're still, like, they're number five. Like, they're not, I think they started off really well, and now they're just kind of, like, people are, like, okay, cool. It's not as exciting. Because so novelizations of comic books is a whole nother right. hot mess. Yes. <laughs> and, and, well, and now they're flipping it, right? Yes, yeah. so now they're flipping it. And I just don't know if you're going to get... I don't know. I don't know if a kid's going to follow it because, like, Sarah Mass is going to write, like, Catwoman in a comic book. Like, I don't know if that's going to, like, if her readers are going to follow into that. I don't think that's what they want. They want another Sarah Mass book. They don't want... Them writing a comic book. Them writing a comic book. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it depends on how good the writing is Mm -hmm. and, like, how good... And they give it time or not. But... Do you think that this is going to... uh, So, DC Inc. is coming out... Is this going to appeal to comic book people? Or do you see teens who, like, enjoy prose and they're going to be like, maybe? Or is this really geared towards comic book readers already? I think I think their intention is to get people who are not reading comic books. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't pull a big YA author, like, who people know and like, and put it into a different format like that, thinking that a comic book reader is going to be like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, they're not going to care. Comic book reader who's into, like, that like they know all the comic book writers and artists that they like. They're not. I don't think they're as invested in YA prose writers. So I think their intention is to get people who read prose to read comic books. That's my thought. because like, mm. I just think it's weird. There's been like I would be pissed as like a comic book creator who's been busting my ass for years and like working in this field and like and they're like, oh, you're gonna give this big name title to. This person who's never written a comic book. You're like, this is going to work out well. Cool. That seems fair. Flip the table over. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it just, I mean, it seems like, why would you, uh, that's a whole other thing, of giving giving stuff to people who probably haven't earned the right to have it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about prose writers just suddenly writing comic books. Just because you can write a prose doesn't mean suddenly you can... Write a comic book. Write a comic book. Though some people can. Yeah. I liked Mockingbird. Chelsea came wrote that. I liked Roxanne Gay's. World of Wakanda book. World of Wakanda, oh, yeah, totally. which got a whole issue. <laughs> hey, take the like queer black book and give it like two and a half issues before you burn it to the ground. Yes, at least two. You got one. I kept waiting. Got one. Really, I kept waiting to see there'd be another one. Like I would check, and I was like, "No, this is all. That's it." And like I think even Roxanne Gay and Twitter was like, "Don't ask me about it. Like, Don't ask me about like, it, please." Or maybe she was just, I think I told you that she was tweeting about she did not get invited to the Black Panther premiere, which I was like, oh. (laughs) You don't need strong female queer black women to attend the Black Panther premiere. Seems seems weird. It's repetitive. Don't need that. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Because there's no queer women in Wakanda, guys. Nope. Zero. Zero. Except in my dreams. They're all. They need, like, an Amazon. There needs to be a Wonder Woman. Like oh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. We should have, like, a meeting of all the, like, fake worlds. Like, Atlantis. 
Like the yes. world of Aquaman <laughs> meets Wonder Woman's world. Yes. It's like Wakanda. Take all my money now. Yeah, that's what I'll go back into the comic shop. Take all my money. I would, can't, I'm just shoving my money at you. I'll, I'll, I'd read that. I'd read that. I'd watch that. I would definitely watch <laughs> I'd that. I'd definitely watch it. Definitely watch it. It's so good. Hey, Heather, I hear that you're reading Orange. Is it Orange that you're pitching? I already read Orange. <laughs> All right, what do you actually In a reading? year, I'll let you know about Orange, too. <laughs> um, no, I was doing, I did a mock prints panel, so I read Hey Kiddo by Jared Krasitz. Krasowski, whatever oh. his name. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, the lunch lady guy. The lunch lady guy. There you go. That's what you And so he wrote, you know, of course, what you would expect from the lunch lady guy, a very serious memoir about his, like, drug-addicted mother and his alcoholic grandparents. Um, Two thumbs up. It's actually, it's really good, but I will say, like, you should probably, like, tiptoe into it. It's a little, like... Um, what's the what's the premise? What's the basis? What it's all about why? him just like going through. It's all about him going through his life. Like his mom was a teenage mother, and she basically like couldn't take care of him because she was constantly strung out on drugs. And so he gets raised by his two grand by his grandparents, who them they themselves are like alcoholics. And you kind of see like they kind of help his mom sometimes engage in her illegal activity because uh-huh. they like try to support her, but are like in a way, like, allowing the behavior. Like, we're going to get you, a, like, apartment downtown. And then she just, you know, does drugs all the time. Because, like, she don't have to worry about paying rent because her parents are paying for it. So he ends up living with his grandparents, and it's, like, him using art to, like, deal with all the stuff that's happening. And, like, there's, like, actual letters from his mom, like, that he's, like, put into the... So it's heavy because you're, like, reading her letters from whatever her treatment centers are. Oh, real light read, you know. Wow, oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, I'm like, and this guy went on to write Lunch Lady... You don't know. It's like weird kids comic. Yeah, a lunch lady who like fights crime. Yeah, they're like super cute and silly. It's yeah. like, why do you have this say? He's like, cool, cool, cool. So my mom does meth. My mom does meth. My mom does meth. And I'm mostly just gonna channel into this lunch lady. Um, it was really interesting to read it, and it was like really heartwarming and like you know seeing the relationship. Like there, no one in this, even though he like. Oh, it's also he later leads, meets his dad in the book, too. Like, he doesn't know his father. Like, um, So he ends up, like, connecting with his dad later in life. So that's, like, there's a lot in there. Wow, that's intense. Yes. Okay. But it's really good. I liked it. I just was – it's interesting. I think adults like it more than kids do because I think it's, you know, it's like trying to see who this would appeal to. I don't think you could get to a kid who's like, oh, that's how my life is. Yeah. They're like, no, I don't I don't need to read that. Cool, cool, cool. I live this. I don't need to know about you. I don't need, but yeah, an adult, I think someone who has not experienced that life or an adult is probably who's going to be like, this was really good. I cried about it afterwards. Another one of these, I always rant on them. It's another one of those memoir books. Yeah. Where it appeals to adults and adults can say, I've read Mouse and I've read this graphic memoir. Yes. But pretty good. No. no, just don't give it to a kid who's, it's not a good thing to be like, you read Lunch Lady? <laughs> Let me, sh- <laughs> when you do the author search, don't pull the, the hey kid, which is, <laughs> the cover is like, yeah, it's a sad kid, but it's drawn. Yeah, it's drawn to look very cartoony, and like, even even the drawing style and everything is very similar to how Lunch Lady is. It doesn't have a lot of color in it, which Lunch Lady is very, like, not full of color. It's full of, like, pops of yellow in it, but um, it's his aesthetic, so I think someone who unwillingly is like, oh, it's the guy I wrote Lunch Lady. He'll like this. Jimmy, here you go. <laughs> Jimmy's like, gotta go get some hair. Now I know. Why my mom's always gone. No. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, I had to balance the pod, so I read a manga, which is like, never, ever happens. 
Angela, I thought you read manga all the time. Actually, I, wait, I read like 10,000% more manga than you do. I mean, anyone who's read six manga has read twice as much yeah, manga. there you go. I've read. I've actually, think, read three or four already for the year. So I've, I've beaten your year total that you're aspiring I'm to. I'm pretty sure some kid last night like read, like in an hour, read more manga than oh. I've read my entire life. Yeah, the manga kids just take 10 manga off the shelf. And sit in the corner, and they're like, cool, cool, cool. Like, dun, 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 dun. I've read my lifetime supply of manga. Um, I read After Hours by Yuta Nisho. It is queer, which is why I like it. I've only read the first book. It's three book series, um, and they're all out, which is nice. Um, it focuses on Key, who's a DJ, and she's at a club, and she meets this girl. And you're like, cool, straight, like this fluffy romance. They, spoilers, they sleep together like on page four. And it's very like the curtain blows. Kind of like, (laughs) you're like, ah, the lesbians, the curtain has blown. Which is fine. I'm here for it. I need something in my life to make me happy. Um, And so you're like, this is fine. Emmy, who's the girl that is, meets her at the DJ, is getting pulled into her DJ life and is helping out. And it's very cute and quaint. And then somewhere like two-thirds through the book, you realize that Emmy has a dirty little secret. This bitch be seeing somebody else. And I'm like, oh my gosh. This fluffy romance is taking a turn. Yes, it's taking a turn. So I'm like, no, what's going to happen? Is it a man? Is she like engaged? Is it another woman? Like what's going on? And so you like are really pulling for Emmy and then you realize she has this secret that she hasn't told Key about and you're like, fuck this bitch. We don't like her no <laughs> we more. We don't like her. Um, so it leaves you in the sense of like, oh, I love them so much and now, now something's coming. Which is three book series. So obviously. It's very quickly coming and very, very quickly, quickly ending. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's kind of the nice part is it's going to wrap up in three volumes and I'm going to see whether or not they stay together. In typical lesbian fashion, someone will die. So. What? That's what happens with all lesbian books. That's the worst. Yeah. Why does someone have to die? Because we're queer. Oh, good God. (laughs) That's terrible. Thanks for listening to One Panel Later. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. Check out our website, onepanellater.com, for a list of show notes and all the books that we mentioned here. Baby, fuck her. Fuck Heather. I will. I will say that to you. You're going to take leave. You're going to be pissy about it. No. Oh, it's going to be the worst. It will be the worst. Just prep yourself. Well, the nice part is because it's the United States, you only get like six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Turn and it's because we're, we're in a city government, we have no paid leave, so. Oh, it's like three weeks of yeah. federal leave.